Welcome to Social Sips and Business Tips, where we're brewing a fresh pot of greatness. Sipping on mentality, life, leadership, and business success. Let's pour us a cup and jump right in. This is just a random fun fact for anyone who likes Dunkin'. They have 10 count munchkins for $2, so you're welcome. Get the fuck away. Can you repeat that? If anyone is a fan of Dunkin', they have $2 10 count munchkins today. So go get you some. Yo, that was the highlight of my day. She said that and Josh said, can you repeat that? My day is complete. I don't need anything else. You you can eat them, but you better not fucking roll them. No zeros. He's on the call. <laughs> hey, Taylor. I'm writing that down. That's my first note. You can eat them, but you better not fucking roll them. First note for the day. This is going to be my favorite call of the year because Nick and Taylor are going to be unhinged. They're just going to go all out, unfiltered, and they're going to go. We have the unfiltered approval? Yeah. I'm like really looking for it. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna tee y'all up, or are you you good? Uh, tee us up a little bit more. Okay. Be fired right. up. So I, you know, we're all learning something new right now, and I've been getting on a bunch of different atmospheres, and evening atmospheres, morning atmospheres, and whole nine yards, just to see what everyone's doing and what's the what's the sweet spot for them. Let me turn off my bright light, and. Um, there's definitely a constant between uh, Taylor and Nick. There's two of them. One is they're massively kicking some ass. And two is they're having a ton of fun doing it. And, and I think that that's their secret sauce. And it's this concept of we're taking over the freaking world. I'm not going to think about anything else. And we're going to do a, we're going to have a ton of fun doing it. And um, one is how do you guys, I don't know. We're all learning something new. You have the balls to just attack it and go for it. And, and how are you incorporating that into your daily mentality? How do you do it? Yeah. So we're super excited. Taylor and I spoke a little bit yesterday, getting prepped for the call. Um, but like, we're going to give you guys our secret sauce. You can go fuck all the shit up. And this time next year, you're going to be in a totally different world than you are now. Right. So, Our big topic this morning, we wanted to cover like creating a vision to kick ass in life and in business, whatever that may mean for you, right? So I'm going to have Taylor start us off here. Um, Mr. Taylor Cherry, what's your view on our industry now and going forward? I I love that. Um, so when I'm thinking about like, right, creating a vision to kick ass, I've got to make sure I'm on the right path. And most people don't think about this. I know a lot of adults that you know, just wake up one day in their mid forties and they're, they're not happy with where they're at. It's because they never thought about where they wanted to be 20 plus years ago. So our industry right now right? Outsource sales, third-party labor, 
whatever you want to call it, it just makes sense. And it's growing so fast, faster than ever. Big clients, right? Uma, AT&T, Amazon, all the energy clients, you name it. They don't want to worry about their sales. It's so hard to hire and train and develop such a great sales team. They'd rather just call us and have us knock it out for them. Um, I do the same. I run a small business. I don't do any of my tax work. I don't do any of my bookkeeping. I could learn how to do it. It just doesn't make sense. I might as well just pay somebody a salary, crank it out for me. So that, that's my, my initial view is um, it makes a lot of logical sense. We have a big need, right? Companies need to hire us. My next point is there's security in sales acquisition. This pandemic is crazy. It's a global recession. I don't even think personal opinion that we're scratching the surface on how fucking hard it's going to get for most people. We haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg yet. But every business in the country, in the world, in any industry, there's one thing they rely on. It's new customers. If you can't gain new customers, you can't run a business. So as long as we do that with professionalism and integrity, we're safe for forever. We're the last people to go. AT&T is doing another restructure. They're doing internal layoffs and budget cuts to free up money. All of that money is getting dumped into their sales partners. Increased commissions, juicy rep bonuses, big management bonuses. It's happening across the board. And I think there's more coming. We have our current client roster. It's going to grow. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, right now, Amazon, Uma, Uma Internet's coming. Ring. Apple, Facebook, they're like the mid-adapters. They haven't outsourced before. They really protect their brand name. They don't know if there's somebody that can do what they need with the integrity that they need it at. But the Jones effect is kicking in. That's how Sidcore landed Amazon, if you guys didn't know that. Because we did a test pilot with Lyft. Melissa White ran it in Jersey. Their pilot of what they needed didn't match our business model. It's like a six-month run. We got some good results. We blew Lyft away. They're massively impressed with what we can do. And then we pitched Amazon on, hey, we want to do some sales for you. They knew the lady that ran Lyft because she used to be with Amazon. She gave a personal Jones Effect referral and said, yeah, these guys are legit. Give them a shot. Now we're blowing them away. So that, that's my start of creating a vision is, do I have a vehicle that will take me there? Does it make logical sense? And is this industry going to be around for my entire lifetime? All signs are pointing up right now. Third-party labor, outsource, guaranteed results, know the cost of acquisition up front, have a professional partner, ability to grow. And as long as we can keep adapting and learning new programs, we can promote every single human that currently works here into a management role because there's unlimited opportunity. So when I started out, Nick, I, um, you know, I, I was new in my career. I just, I, I was focused on gaining experience, learning how to provide more value. Um, and I was, 
I was excited about working in a private company. So I know you're the same. You moved from Colorado across the country to start in Atlanta. What what was it about a, you know working in a privately owned company? And you know, obviously now you're into entrepreneurship, running your own business. We just talk about what that looks like for you. Why why private? Why entrepreneurship? Yeah, hundred um, percent. Growing up as an athlete, I think taught me a lot about the the merit based system. You sat on the bench if you didn't kick ass at practice. Um, you sat on the bench if you didn't do well in the game. You were pulled out very quickly, right? So there was a level that you you were in control of. And so I translated that to what I was looking for in a company um, when I first started was. <laughs> let me find some vehicle that I can push the gas pedal down and get where I want to go when I want to get there. Right. I come from running restaurants and uh, working towards regional management. And it, it was like, I had to wait for somebody to either die, move on or retire. And that is not my favorite position to be in. Cause then I'm out of control. Right. Um, so my favorite thing about going and working for a, a private company um, was that I had control of the vision for myself. If I wanted to get promoted, all I had to do was decide to get promoted, right? Um, and teach people how to decide for, them, for themselves to get promoted. But then it became like this cool, like, okay, now I'm building this massive team that is just full of ass kickers. You know what I mean? And there's no better feeling than being surrounded by like the sharpest minds or like the people that everyone looks at and they're like, holy shit. What do those guys do? Right? Um, I think it allows me to control the values that I have for my own life working in the private industry. Right? And, and we get to design the culture. I've been in different parts of, or different cultures within the business so far, and it's different for every team, but you get to design that for yourself. You get to decide what level to hold each other accountable to, right? Um, I also love, Taylor, that you get to personalize training to help each person hit their goals, whatever those may be. And I, I like the fact that they're different for everybody, right? Um, I just think it's exciting to wake up every single day and work towards something. And, and corporate America is not that way. A lot of us have friends and family that work in corporate America. It's clock in, clock out, dread it all the week, and then like yearn for the weekend if you get one right? Or the holidays, the time off on the holidays, if you get that, right? Um, so it's totally different as far as that stuff goes. And then just a couple more points on that. Empowerment of our people is based on results and not seniority. Like, I hope everybody on this call understands the gravity of that. It could be your first day and you can pass every single person in your office. as far as their progression goes, if you're willing to put in the work. And vice versa, if, you've, if it's not your first day, 
you can get passed up. Right. And so I love the fact that every single person in our industry is replaceable because it demands that we put in the work. Right. You guys have all heard the saying success is rented. It's not owned or it's leased and not owned. Rent is due every day. Right. And, and so everybody in our industry is replaceable. Managers are replaceable. Just takes a little longer to replace them. I love the fact that I continue to have to put forth the effort. Nobody's allowed to kick their feet up. And if they do, they sink. I don't want to be surrounded by people that get complacent. Like I want to be around the people that keep moving forward. So that's what I got, Taylor. Awesome. So I, I feel like I've, I've had times at every level of my career where I'm, I'm like, I'm putting in the energy, I'm putting forth the effort. And I, I just, I can't, seem to have the big breakthrough. I feel like a hamster on a wheel. Like I'm working hard, I'm making money, I'm paying bills, but I'm just stuck in the same spot. So what, what points do you have on, you know, getting some momentum cooking? I want to get the mojo popping. How do I break through and build this momentum, Nick? Yeah, it's not instantaneous. It's, it's habits. There's a great book called Habititudes, I think is what the title of it is but it talks about your attitudes towards habits, right? Um, I think the most important thing in creating momentum for yourself is knowing where we're going, right? We have to have goals written down. We have to have a vision board, um, you know, visualizing at the very least of what we want and how we're gonna feel more importantly. Everybody always talks about what they want, but they never talk about how they're going to feel when they get it. And that's the disconnect, right? We've got to, we've got to bridge the gap with the emotional feeling of what that success is going to feel like. So then we have a sense of belonging to that vision. Does that make sense? Um, and so it, for me, Taylor, it's like, you've got to develop this daily and weekly routine personally. It's on your shoulders. So we can show up every single day at our best. And to do that, I have to have gratitude for waking up every single day and working towards that vision. I have to do some I am statements. I can't tell you like to this day, my office is kicking ass to this day. I still have the little voice in the back of my mind, like something might go wrong. Right? So I continue to have to tell myself the I am statements, right? Um, and exercising, self-development, like whatever it takes, I'm going to do those things and, and they're little habits, but they add up to a big result. It's all in the small things, um, which bleeds into like having a daily and weekly professional plan from going from point A to point B is detrimental to your success. And I guarantee you, most of you don't have this planned out. That's why you, you're where you're at now. It's the end of 2020. You're where you are because of the things and the, and the steps you've taken. So you got to take responsibility for it, right? And then once you know where you're at, then you know where you want to go. Now we've got to figure out the steps you're taking to move from point A to point B. So it's what actions specifically I'm focusing on to yield the results that I expect of myself in my life. 
And if, you're, if your mindset is set to a growth mindset, and this is a habit, by the way, you get into this, you think, what do I do today to get to the next level tomorrow? And that's the, the, the area of mindset you live in. Attack the actions. If you're taking notes, right? Attack the actions in all bold. Taylor, with momentum, obviously, so you guys just expanded. Julie opened her office. Um, she's phenomenal, kicking ass up there, getting things going. I've had one-on-ones with a, a lot of her guys, and they're amazing. Um, but your office hasn't skipped a beat. So how do you keep things going? That's a great question. I, I hope you guys have notes on those points Nick made. Like, if not, we can send out this recording. But it's it's that's the small difference between working hard and not having progress and having is the, the 30 minutes once a week to just get organized. If you don't know where you're going, you'll end up somewhere else. So I've got to write it down. I have a plan. I've built action items. And then what, whatever your routines are like, everyone's a little bit different. Some people do gratitude, some do yoga, some journal, some people work out in the mornings. But I, I find when I'm disciplined with the small stuff, it just boosts my confidence. That's all it is for me. I think when people feel good, they usually do well. So even this morning, my alarm went off at 5 a.m. And like that initial instinct of, ah, hit. But I just, I'm like in the habit. I just get up and I start stretching and doing push-ups and listening to an audiobook. And then my drive into the office, I just feel good. And I don't know it's because I actually like got my heart rate up and listened to positive stuff. I think it's just because I feel like a badass because I did it. Like it could have been easier not to. And I'm like, hell, I deserve to win because I'm fucking doing the stuff. So when I have momentum going, I just don't slow down, right? My first point is build the habit of winning daily, every day. Getting shit done makes us feel good. The sense of accomplishment is the biggest win. The actual results are relevant. Happiness comes from achievement. It's the number one thing people want in their life, to be happy. So they've done countless studies on what makes people happy. Is it a big house? Is it the nice car? Is it the vacation? It's not. None of it is. It's achievement. Hitting small goals and winning makes you happy. So every single day, I wake up and I just start getting shit done. Makes me feel like a million bucks. And every day is different. If it's a work day for me at the office, I get in early and I just start cranking stuff out. And by the time my first Zoom meeting comes, I'm like, hell yeah, I've already got 10 wins under my belt. If it's a field day for me, whether I'm personally in the field or I'm hitting the phones, I just crank my LOAs. I'm like, let's fucking go. I'm going to outwork everybody. Holly watched me during quarantine when we were teamed up, just cranking out phone calls in the in uh, the downstairs bedroom. I was in Las Vegas visiting a guy. I got a ring pilot a few weeks ago. Uh, my office had a shitty Monday in the field. From my hotel room in Vegas, I started cold calling customers for three straight hours, setting up appointments, getting callbacks. And the next day I closed a deal from the fucking airplane. We're taxing off 
and I'm on the verification call. I'm like, please get this done before I lose cell service because I'm connecting the three-way call to scheduling and the customer. But there's no better feeling than throwing a 11 banger in Slack, like, or group me like, fuck off. Like I'm winning and I'm in Vegas right now. If it's a weekend day for me, I get up and I start getting shit done. Do the grocery shopping, do the meal prep, mow the lawn, get a haircut, come back. It's 11 a.m. I've already done everything I need to do. I feel great. If I'm on vacation, hanging out with Michelle and Nick and Holly, the sun comes up. We are going to spring up, pour a morning cocktail, fire up the music, go to breakfast, and start seeing the world. That is how you keep momentum going is you don't take it for granted. My first point, get in the habit of winning daily. Every single day of my life, I'm going to get up. I'm going to start winning right out of the gates. My second point is to celebrate the wins, all of them, especially the small ones. When you have momentum going, there's some big wins. And so sometimes we get a little selfish. We just only want big wins. I want all the wins. So every single night and every week, I just do reflection. I remind myself of the progress. Every single day, I look in the mirror before bed. What am I proud of today? What did I get done today? How is the team progressing? What's my strategy for next week? How are we going to move things forward? Look at all the things we've accomplished. And I hit up all the guys. I'm sending them texts. Great job today. Awesome job this week. I'm looking at the numbers, looking at the reports, building everyone's confidence. Celebrate the wins. It will get you excited. The touchdown dance. I'm, I'm in it for the touchdown dance. I don't care about the score of the game. I want to fucking spike the ball. I want to catch the fish. I want to be the last man standing at the end of the night. I want to win. So I'm celebrating all of it. Um, and my third point is a constant reminder that the hardest part is over. Building momentum is the hardest thing in the world. To go from standstill to momentum is massive action. So much effort, so much energy. I don't want to take it for granted and I don't want to fuck it up because I have so many times. I work really hard in the field for three weeks. I get consistent in sales. I've learned my interview. I'm on standards. And then one thing doesn't go according to plan, throws a wrench in the mix and I get discouraged and I pout and pour me and I'm a victim and I've lost all my momentum because I have a shit week and it takes three weeks to build it again. I've done the same as an assistant manager. Actually, that's a lie. Assistant manager, I crushed. Did the same as a rookie owner. Did the same as a promoting owner. Did the same as a non-promoting owner, veteran owner. Fuck that. The hardest part is over. Double down. I have things cooking. How much more can I put? Because when you have momentum and you feel good and you're winning, teams are growing, the cash is rolling in like, I do not want this to stop. I'm addicted to success. It's like the great teams that are always in the playoffs every year. That's their mentality. That's their culture. They've built it. Like we just are always in the mix every year. So remind yourself the hardest part is over and don't let yourself get lazy. Don't let yourself get complacent. Write new goals. I looked, I just did my new goals. We are kicking ass big time. Amazon fucking loves us. We started with four people here in Chicago. 
We then helped train my friend Vanessa in Florida. We've organically expanded between our three offices. We brought in over 400 accounts last week. They just gave me all of Wisconsin and all of Indiana, and I'm getting approval for our guy Kyle to launch in Phoenix. And I said, I want fucking Nashville, Tennessee too. I want it all. I will not slow down. I have to double down. Let's fucking go harder. I'm going to tell you guys what's about to happen with our industry. I don't know who's in control or if it's a gate that opens or a button someone pushes, but the fucking tidal wave is coming. All of the clients want more. They want more managers, more offices, and there's new stuff coming. Ring is coming. UMA internet is coming. Something with Amazon eventually will come outside of our little limited project right now. And they're fickle. These clients, they're like spoiled kids. They don't know what they want. But then when they want it, they want it immediately and they throw a hissy fit. That's how it goes. I had to beg for growth. We had four people. Can I please have two more? They're like, okay. Then we did good. Can I please have two more? Okay. Can I please have two more? Then we had 10. And then the next week they called and said, how fast can you have 50 people? Like, well, if you wouldn't have held me back the last two months, we'd already be there. So at some point, they're all going to push a button to open up a gate and it will be a land grab. Who can get wherever as fast as possible? And you do not want to miss out because I've missed it before. I was waiting for the next cool thing. And then when it came, I decided to start working hard and it took me months to get momentum and then a few months more to get ready to promote out. And I've already missed the boat. So if you are in the field right now, it is by far the best opportunity I've ever had in my 10 plus years doing this. It's going to get fucking bananas. So I would not take any second for granted. I would work as hard as I possibly can seven days a week if I have to, to hit standards to recruit. I want as many people on my team as humanly possible because our clients at some point will say, you can go anywhere you want as fast as you're possibly ready. And you want to be in a position to get a piece of the pie and you do not want to slow down there. I wish that I had a hundred people in my office so that I knew I had five that could open offices. Cause if I made a call today saying I've got five people ready to launch in January, they would say yes, but I don't have five. We have Kyle. He's not even my guy. It's in my wife's company. I tried to buy him for like 30 K. She said, no. I also said, I'll buy him for 30 K cash. And I'll give you every second interview for the next month. And I'll still pay half the bill. She still said, no smart woman. So that's where my head is at. It's tough to teach this topic in 30 minutes, but it's, it's a mental shift from I'm doing the work, hoping for things to pop versus I'm taking charge and I'm lying in the sand. I'm here to fucking win every day and I'm bulletproof. Nothing can fuck with my attitude is unfuck withable, which is hard to get there. Building the plan is the first step. The second you build a plan, the world is going to test you. How bad do you want it? It's like when you on a Sunday, like I'm fired up for the week. This is the week I turn things around. And then Monday it snows and you get a flat tire and your iPad dies and all of your appointments fall through. That's the world saying, do you really want it? Or are you just saying you want it? So it's in those small decisions. Do I sit and pout and feel like a victim or do I get my ass out of the car and keep working? But if you can truncate enough of those experiences 
and you just always make the right decisions, you'll blink your eyes and things are going. My girl, Julia, a year ago was in my office off standards, feeling sorry for herself. Then she built a solid crew and she's ready to launch and then COVID hit. She felt sorry for herself again. And I pushed her like, we're going to sign a new program. We're gonna learn it from scratch on the phones. If we do good enough, we might be able to sell in person and we're gonna earn that. She now runs her own company. She just got a $20,000 payment into her account and she's cranking out leaders left and right. But that's the mentality of I'm here to win. Otherwise, why am I showing up? So hopefully that helps. Raw, raw, raw. Shit's getting raw, raw, raw. Kick them in the knee, baby. Let me show you guys something too. Before we end this call, we've got like 30 seconds. We playing some Q&A time, but we're not going to have that because Taylor and I like to get into this stuff. Can everybody read this? Is it backwards? Hey guys, I'm on two screens. One million, there's two commas there. Does anyone know who gets that shit? Owners. You guys have an opportunity. That bonus is being paid out to every single consultant in the business in under two years. We're about to break massive records as a group. You guys that are jumping on board the train now have ridiculous amounts of opportunity ahead of you. And I think it is absolutely asinine if you're not appreciating the view from the top of mountain you're at now. If you guys have never climbed a mountain, what's really cool about climbing a mountain, my favorite part, you get up to the top, you look around the world and you see a bunch of stuff. A lot of stuff is looking a lot smaller, but there's always one mountain that looks a little taller than the mountain you're on. So 2021, as Taylor has said multiple times, let's go fuck this shit up. If we can't find a mountain that's big enough, let's fly to the moon on SpaceX and plant a flag on the tallest mountain on the moon. You guys have a kick-ass day. See you guys on the flip side. Thank you.